This episode of Tano's Ridiculous Experience is brought to you by Audacity. Not the audio software, but the hubris of man. And by cheap microphones. Whether it's Tanner's mic bottoming out on his lower register, or my mic peaking every time I take a breath, you can rest assured that something will go wrong. Thank you, and enjoy. Okay, we're recording. Test one, two. Test one, two. It's not a test. We are actually recording. We are recording. This is our cold open. What are we doing for our cold open? We should have planned this before I did this. Um, um, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Hello, and welcome to Tano's, what's it called? Ridiculous experience. Tano's ridiculous experience. A JoJo's podcast. I'm Noah, and I'm Tan. Oh my gosh, that's both of us. And, yeah. <laughs> and we are here doing a second recording of our first episode because somebody whose name is me uh, had their speakers on and not their headphones on while we were doing our last recording. So the whole thing is polluted and doing a bunch of feedbacks over and over. I'm not gonna blame. Anyone in specific, Steven, our sound guy, is the problem. He did it. We'll yeah, fire him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We won't. We don't have much of a budget, but yeah, we will fire. We we weren't paying him anyway, because uh, we yeah. don't have a budget, so it's fine. <laughs> so welcome to our podcast again, Tanner and Noah. We are here to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, our favorite television show. Yes. A little bit very about excited to talk us. about it. I, so am I. I'm always excited to talk about it with you. It's so much fun. <laughs> little bit about us, starting with Tanner, so that he gets to lead this segment, because I don't have anything about me yet. Um, my name's Tanner. I currently live in St. Louis, and I take care of mice for a living, so that's fun. Um, you said St. Louis. Can we get your full address? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... And then I'll put a bleep there. Yeah. So, welcome, Tanner. So glad to have you. Um, I'm Noah. I don't live in St. Louis. I don't do anything for... Well, I do contracting for a living right now. I was doing mice and monkeys and whatnot, same as Tanner, but then I wasn't anymore. Uh, So, now I'm doing this because it's fun. And we are here to talk to you about JoJo's. There is a car driving by right now. I know my I didn't hear anything. It up. <laughs> I still know that the mic thinks it picked up because I saw it's editor's note. Noah saw the mic spike because he fucking spiked it with his breath. No. <laughs> We're good. Uh, I'll cut that out. It's a bunch of motorcycles going by my house. Um, so we are here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because we are two recovering weebs who are yes. kind of in relapse and are watching the show again together. Yeah, and we are very excited to talk about it because we don't know anyone else who watches it. Yeah. Even, even our weeb friends. Yeah, we. And honestly, we're. It's hard to make friends as an adult, so we don't have many. Yeah, very. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't have any up here. Yeah, I, I, I've tried to make friends in my work, you know, and they're, they're mostly, they're either super young or super old, and I cannot place. <laughs> you know, I had them exactly my age at my place, and turns out. 
when you do not have the exact same degree or are not working for the exact same degree as someone who's your age, usually uh, 25 year, 24 year olds suck shit and they will yeah. not, they will flake on you and then say, oh my gosh, I'm such a piece of shit. I'll show up next time and then keep doing it and then lose your number and you lose their number and it's okay because they yeah. kind of suck. Um, Josh, if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out if I keep that in. <laughs> uh, so we're relapsing weebs, um, watching our favoriteest show together, and we just wanted to talk about it with you guys because we're also I'm half white, Tanner's full white, so we have those mm. white man genes that kick in when you turn twenty four ish, twenty five ish, and uh, I'm so tw- I'm so twenty three for another oh week. Oh my god, you're twenty three for another week. Oh my god, yeah. your birthday's in another week. Yeah. Happy birthday, Tanner! <laughs> well, I know it's in my phone. It's right next to your name. It says Evan Graber, July 29th. <laughs> 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 That's an inside joke, listeners, that I'm not even going to elaborate for you. Yeah, we'll explain that. Who's, there's four of you listening. Four of you are our friends, so if you don't know who and Evan even they Graber is... <laughs> I don't think they're going to get it. Yeah, they, you won't. <laughs> Let's say Tanner Noah original, and it's going to stay yeah. that way until we reach 10 listeners, and then I'll spill it all. I'll spill the beans. Yeah. It's not, it's, it probably won't be that fucking It'll be just enough to get us sued for libel. So, hey, what were we talking about? <laughs> anyway, we were talking about, we are talking about JoJo's. Um, we're doing a full rewatch, and we are sharing it with you because we love you so much, and we just want you to listen to our ideas about this wonderful show. And it's not anything to do with self-importance on our part. It's everything to do with you needing to hear what we say because we are important. Yeah, and the show is important. That too. That <laughs> almost as important as us, but it's it's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, we are we are not must-watch television. We we are we are must must-watch people. Yeah, we're must-watch must-listen folks. Yeah. So as for who this is for, um, could be for people who already watch the show. Um, my guess is that I would like it to be for people who don't watch the show but want to get into it, or don't want to get into it, but they want to know what's going on so that when their worst friend talks about it, they can interact without actually having to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, and you shut them down with some facts and knowledge about it. Yeah, hit them, hit them with the facts that don't care about their so cutting to here i'm assuming steven because that's where i told you to cut to cut all of what we just said about ben shapiro um we are gonna be watching the show talking to you about it starting with act one phantom blood part one not an act uh (laughs) the first two episodes because we're pretty lazy we tried three didn't go well so we're doing two yeah, and and we've a lot to say about this. So yeah, it, two episodes is a, probably a better. Probably too much, days. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but what is funny is hi again. Um, another editor's note. Sorry to be here, but uh, this was just me going on a long tangent about how this show is set into kind of three episode arcs, and we're doing two, and how it's going to be funny, and it was not interesting, so I cut it. Okay, so we're just gonna before I keep cutting things, we're gonna we're gonna start talking about our little show, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 
And Tanner, do you want to take it away with episode one? Um, I do. Which is called, I have it in my notes. <laughs> is Dio the Invader? Dio the Invader, not I have it in my notes. <laughs> take it away, and, Tanner. All right. So that first scene, we cut to a dark and stormy night in rural England. There has been a very violent and gruesome carriage crash, which you think would be less gruesome than car crashes, but it's somehow more. The carriage driver is dead. His face is impaled on one of the wheels, very graphically. And he screams of a bit shot. Oh, and the laughs of one Dario Brando. And Mr. Dario is not a nice man. He sees his carriage wreck, and he thinks it's a great chance for him to steal some valuables off these poor people. His wife is with him for some reason, and she she begs him not to, to go down there and do it and just go home, but no, he wants to do it. And so the and so he comes upon he comes upon the wreck, and the first person he finds is one George Jomstar, who is lying there, and Dario starts to take off his gold ring. And as he does, George awakes and sees Dario and thanks him for saving his life. Even though that is definitely not what Mr. Dario is doing. What are you talking about? This <laughs> this man is scraggly, he has a beard, he has no teeth, and he's laughing maniacally. That's gotta be what he's up to. He's yeah. holding your hand yeah. and taking your ring off. That's yeah. gotta be rescuing you. There's no other what else could it be? Yeah. He like already has it in his hand too. Yeah. Like he's he already, has it fully off his hand. He's already <laughs> also like picked up some other shit. He picks up the stone mask. Um, oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? There's a stone mask in this carriage. Um, he picks it up. He's like, ah, what's this bullshit? And he chucks it away. Um, he's already yeah. gone through half their stuff. He's holding some of it. <laughs> but um, he, so he thanks him for saving his life and says, "Is there anything else I can do to repay you?" Oh, and he also mentions that he hears the, the cries of his of his newborn son, Jonathan, and he asks about his wife. George does. And and um, Dario says that George's wife is sadly passed. And she's passed in a scene. big way. She's like also yeah. inhaled. It's tough. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but but maybe Jonathan's alive. Um, next scene, cut 12 years in the future. Boom. And Jonathan is a big boy now. And also, so is Mr. Dio Brando, who is Dario's son. And... I'm going to note that Jonathan's a big boy in terms of he's no longer a baby. He is a 12-year-old, yes. and um, big boy in this show uh, means a very different thing from big boy in like the general consensus of what a big boy is. Big yeah. boy in the show is like 6'11 to 7'2 and 600 pounds of muscle. Um, yeah. It's just what most of most... and orangutan. That's what most of the characters are. He's the most rounded out anime characters I've ever seen. They have muscles but, on their muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Episode SpongeBob where he fle- he has muscles on his muscles and he flexes them. Yeah, it's like that, except for um <laughs> men with creatures standing behind them. Yeah. Not yet though. They do some yeah, magic yet. in this part. Yeah. Anyway, these uh, Jonathan has a quaint life at their giant country estate. He is scarfing down his food and running around playing with his dog Danny. And then it gets to Dio who doesn't have such a great life. He's getting beat up in a pub for playing cards as a 12-year-old. 
and he's getting cursed out by his drunk veteran father. So two very polar opposites here. Yeah. Are they even opposite? They're basically living the same life. Um, yeah. They're they both have you know a dad that doesn't pay attention to them. That's basically everything. That's that is true. that's their one parallel. Yeah. Jonathan does basically spend all of his time but with himself or with the staff in the mansion. He is a bit of a lonely little bitch. Yeah. Dio is also lonely, but that's because everyone's like, oh, this guy's a fucking psycho. I don't want to chill with him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's more like a, Jonathan's lonely because he's a hermit. Dio's lonely because he's an incel, is what I would yeah. call it. Um, he's an incel that has a, a, bad, a bad father. Yeah, just a vile incel with a vile dad, which is usually how those incels cre- actually know yeah. that I incels should take full responsibility for who they are. They're yeah. they're like that because they're like that. Yeah, nobody's exactly. fault but their own. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, you're no good. Next scene. Well, next scenes for both of them. Jonathan is chilling by a lake and he meets a strange girl who, in her haste, oh no. No, he doesn't just meet her. She is getting bullied by two random guys in in the countryside. And to protect her honor, he runs up to pick a fight with them. And then he gets knocked in his ass. And then, and then Arena runs off. And that's... Yeah. That's in, and in that uh, scene... She is like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, fuck you! I, I did yeah. it! I, I actually won! And then he takes off. And he leaves yeah. his little handkerchief. Um, yeah. It should be noted that these uh, these countryside boys are all over the place. Um, these this yeah. whole countryside oh. is infested with disgusting youth, and they're all <laughs> horrible little monsters. They and they're yeah. everywhere. Uh, yeah, every they scene, do? they are doing something awful. <laughs> like in this this scene, before Jonathan shows up, they are violating her doll. They say one of them says. Well, I wonder if it's anatomically accurate. Just horrific stuff. Yeah, they're very gross boys. Um, they, I believe they get their comeuppance. Probably not, actually. I think these characters stop showing up after episode three. Yeah, well, I believe you're right. I don't even think they show up after the episode two. But anyway. Yep, sorry. Uh, on the opposite side of things, Dio um, is talking to his father, who is basically dying, and Dario tells him about uh, George Joestar. How he wants him to go live with him because he has him a favor. That that is that is where he's going to claim his right his right to a vast fortune, the Joe Stars. And then it immediately cuts to Dio spitting on his father's grave and saying that he that he led his mother to an early grave. So let's fucking go. Let's go spitting on your abusive father's grave. Yeah, best thing Dio does the entire yeah, show. Honestly, based. Yeah, this base Dio thing. It's um, we're gonna be we're gonna be pretty uh transparent with you. That's the last base Dio thing that will ever occur. Dio's a little monster. Yeah, very much so. Then the next scene, Dio is showing up at the Joestar Mansion. Jonathan is out playing with Danny as he does in front of the house. Don't know why he keeps doing that. And then a carriage rolls up. Door opens. A suitcase is flung out. And then Dio does a superhero landing out of the carriage. It's a good one, too. It's honestly... Yeah. Okay, second base Dio thing. 
Um, <laughs> I'm allowed to say that because we're also going to rack up all his crimes after this. And uh, yeah, because his his first crime is like two seconds later. <laughs> yeah, but he jumps out and it's pretty cool. He he does a little landing. It's in the intro because it's cool. Um, yeah, it's a very important manga panel as well. But yeah, he jumps out of the carriage. And then Johnny goes up to introduce himself with his dog Danny. Danny goes up to say hi, and he's immediately kicked. <laughs> in the face with like blood and teeth flying out of his face like yeah, Dio doesn't just awful. yeah he abuses the dog he doesn't just like smack him he hits him yeah. uh, first of Dio's many crimes to come yeah that's uh, strike one on Dio <laughs> Jonathan obviously um, is up in arms about it and starts yelling at Dio hey why'd you do that and then that's when George conveniently comes out and introduces himself to, to Dio. And Jonathan kind of makes a kind of kind of pushes it in the back of his mind for now. Because Dio's getting acquainted with, with George and they all go inside. He's showing them around. And then George says, let me show you your room, Dio. And Dio sets his briefcase on the floor as he goes upstairs. Jonathan goes to grab it and is immediately punched in the face as well. Right, he punches him in the face and my... my he yeah, I think he elbows him or something. He he yeah, smacks yeah. he smacks Jonathan, blood and teeth falling out of his face for touching his suitcase immediately. Another that's that's strike two on Dio. Uh, these are within the first ten seconds of them meeting each other. So obviously he still does not like, he still doesn't like him or now doesn't like him. He is that has been confirmed after two violent outbursts in under a minute. Um, George, of course, is already upstairs and doesn't see all this happen conveniently. And Jonathan tries to bring it up, but is is denied. Yeah, his dad shuts him down a lot. His dad thinks he loves him sometimes, but he doesn't. He's a bad dad. Yeah, he kind of just treats him as a... uh, Yeah, he probably honestly thinks of him as just the last thing to remember his wife by, and he kind of probably gets upset about it and treats him bad because of it. Oof, tough. He also, uh, he just starts treating him like a stepchild as soon as Dio shows up. Yeah, this was a real same Dio, who I've just met and, and don't know nothing about. It's it's not, he has a good heart, which is why he mistreats this child and takes the side of the random orphan from the street. Yeah. Because he has a good heart, he worries about orphans, but not his own. Yeah. Oh man, the great doesn't care about his own orphan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I believe boxing. He, he was, yeah, yeah. I was, I was say boxing. Next, we go to a random field where there is a random boxing group, and for some reason, twelve-year-old Jonathan suiting up for his next match. He is super ready for it. You know. He's 12, year old, 12 years old, and I assume his dad doesn't know anything about this. The announcer announces this. He's a newcomer to our town, and then pans to Dio, of course. And Dio is sitting there, lacing up his gloves. And, Dio, and Jonathan gets a shocked look at his face. Yeah, he's just like, fuck, immediately. <laughs> um, which, you know, if I got punched as hard as he did um, as soon as I met a guy, and then I was hanging out with my friends in our... You know, unsanctioned boxing ring, as you do. And then that guy showed up and started taking my class. I'd be pissed too, especially because they live in the same place. I don't know how he got there without him knowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, well, and then they start the fight. 
Um, Jonathan is throwing everything he has at him, and Dio just keeps dodging it, Muhammad Ali style. And then Dio gets a good look and throws a huge hook into him and puts a thumb right in his eye, knocks him to the ground. Yeah, it's also premeditated. He lands the punch and then goes, I'm going to put my thumb in his eye, in his head. And yeah. we get to hear him say, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to put my thumb in his eye. <laughs> Mid-punch. It's, like, cartoonishly evil. Like, he's, he sounds like a, like a, what kind of villain does that? Like a Powerpuff Saturday Girls mor- villain? Yeah, I like guess Saturday morning cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and the rules of this was one punch to the face wins. So, obviously, Dio won. And everyone's going up to congratulate him. Among them are the horrible boys that messed with Arena earlier. They, yeah, the, the countryside creeps. Yeah. And, yeah. They ask they, him. Yeah, like, why do you know? You're so good. And they ask him. They, well, they ask, they ask him, like, how, how'd, you get, how'd you get so good, right? So they they ask him, it. like, for his techniques. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do this, and don't tell JoJo because he's a snitch. And then and he goes into his mind palace, and he's like, "I'm going to destroy his life. Nobody will be <laughs> his friend." He says these things to himself, and we get to hear it constantly. It's like, it's again cartoonishly evil to the point where you're like, Araki is like, "He's the bad guy. I need you to know he's the bad guy." Which this <laughs> is the first story he ever wrote, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, this part is going to be a little slow and also a little weirdly paced and a little bit um heavy-handed in the in the departments of like character introductions are always going to be this is good this is bad you should know that as soon as you meet them which iraqi moves away from and he wrote in the yeah it's it's the late 80s you know that's how media works especially it was like that yeah not all 80s anime i mean like yeah it's true Akira came out in the 80s, baby. Yeah. Love you guys Akira. Like Akira? <laughs> we could talk cool. about Akira. Do the bike yeah, joke, Tanner. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was just a, a, a movie about a cool biker. Cool bike slide. Woo. Yeah, he, it came on. It was Hulu, not. And I watched <laughs> it with our other friend, and we were like, wow, that was powerful. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I watched it. This week too. I was like, "Do you think? What do you think it was about?" And he was like, "Bikes." <laughs> <laughs> it was. It is. Spoiler alert! It is not about bikes. It's about bikes, bikes for ten minutes. You know. Yeah, they're bikes. There's and, bikes for ten minutes, and then there's not. Yeah, and they ride. They ride one off the sunset at the end. Yeah, but. that's true. And then there's psychically abused children everywhere in between. Yeah. They did, they, did, they did. Yeah. They did predict the Tokyo Olympics, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They predicted Tokyo Olympics getting canceled for. You guys should watch Akira. It's probably gonna. Yeah. The rest of it's probably gonna go down the next few years, judging by where things are going. That's. 100%. We're approaching got, Akira. Yeah. The only thing they got, they got wrong is when the nuke detonated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I'm not gonna say they got the psychic children wrong because not to be one of those guys. It's like, oh, the government's hiding stuff. From, the government's hiding things from us. Um. The cure to cancer plus the psychic children. Yeah, and, and aliens. And the aliens. Actually, not the aliens for me. I'm gonna say I'm gonna you know, I'm taking a firm stance right now. No aliens for that you. we can have throughout the show. I 
I'm gonna say no, aliens are not here. That's a lie. It should be noted that this segment was recorded before the congressional hearings about the aliens. So, uh, ignore the rest of this. Tanner's gonna argue. It's gonna be a whole thing. All our fans are gonna argue too. All three of them. Yeah, yeah I'm really gonna argue about it when the alien shows up in June. So. Well, if an alien shows up to jump me, I, you already gave your address on this podcast, so he's going over there next. I did. <laughs> Shit, you're right. I'm screwed. Anyway, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what happened next, Tanner? Um, after um, the boxing, I think it's something to do with the dog. Yeah, well, no, the dog happens at the end. Is that at the very end? Yeah, it's the very end of the episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Is next, I believe. Yeah. Next, I believe he is sitting with Danny out on the riverside saying, Blast that day of. And then Arena shows up to give him back his handkerchief. Did we not mention this is takes place in Great Britain? Yeah, I I, I said English carriage. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I forgot if we had, and it would be strange for this weird little boy to be like, blast that Dio. We're in <laughs> yeah. 1800s, 1880s England. Um, everyone here is British. They all eat beans. It's pretty gross. Beans on toast. They all have bad, bad teeth. What it's... is good about it, though, is that... I listen to parts one and two uh, dubbed because I think it's funny. They're very funny dubbed. Um, oh, yeah, they are. And they all have horrible, like they try to do British accents and they're just not good at them. <laughs> and it's, you know, good on them um, trying. And it's okay that they're not good because British accents in real life that are from British people are also not good. So yeah. it's, they're really succeeding in the long run. Yeah, British people are always. No, I haven't actually. <laughs> I I've talked to some. I used to work and live at summer camp, and we had some um team. They're like called Team America or something, where they bring <laughs> Europeans in. Um, and these Brits came in. One of them's still a family friend. Her name's Lee. Shoutouts to you, Lee. I know you're not listening to this. Um, Shoutouts to Lee. She came by recently, and she's very British. And sometimes I hear her talk, and I'm like, wow, Lee, you should stop doing that. (laughs) Get a new voice. So yeah, British kids. um, Irina comes to give her handkerchief back. His handkerchief. Yeah. And there's kind of a... It kind of just runs off. But then it's but then it, it, the grapes. Oh, she gives it with the grapes, right? Oh yes, that's yeah, that's how can forget the grapes. Yeah. And and he's and Jonathan's like, Wow, what a nice girl and he sits down with the grapes and really flicks one to his dog. Yeah. <laughs> Which was in when we first recorded this, we both talked about it because it was in both our notes that his first instinct when he gets grapes is to kill his dog. <laughs> Readers PSA, don't feed grapes to your dogs, they will die. Yeah, not even one. Yeah, yeah. not even one. It, yeah, that'll do bad things to, to your dog. Yeah, unless his I'm name sure. is Danny, then it's you can give it to him as a treat. I think, yeah. I think, in the long run, I don't think it'll affect Danny that bad. Yeah, I, I, I think Danny will be will be okay for the next ten minutes. At least. Danny's gonna be happy for the rest of his life until the last yeah. ten minutes of it. He also. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has other things to worry about. 
other than, you know, stomach cramps from his grapes. But your dog shouldn't, so don't yeah. feed your dog scrapes. Yeah. So when you said you, your dog shouldn't, it sounded like you were about to read a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I watch too much YouTube. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then after that, it goes through a nice little montage of Jonathan and Arena doing fun couple things. Like hanging out in the pond, uh, not the pond, the town. I said pond. Hanging out at the town, doing lots of fun things, and, and so. Oh, they went to a carnival. No, no much else to do. Fun things yeah. you could do when when you're twelve with your girlfriend when you're twelve, because we yeah. all had that. Um, remember when kids could go outside and do stuff without the cops yeah. getting called on them? Yeah. Back in the eighteen eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Back when our parents were alive, the 1880s. Yep. I mean, remember when we were in high school? I could go around town and knock at the cops call on me. Kids now, any teenagers, any three teenagers, is apparently a national security threat. It's horrible. Yeah. I would I'll hate see. to be... Yes. I'd hate to be a kid today, I think. Yeah. Especially with COVID, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those poor kids out there. We got... Our last year of college ruined, which is great for us because we didn't want to be yeah. there anyway. Yeah, I, I was about done. Yeah, I was not wanting to be in those buildings anymore. For those of you that are heading to college, don't. Um, that's another stance we're taking. No aliens, yeah. no college. Go to yeah, trade I school. Agree. You make more money, you'll be a lot more happy. Yeah, also, most of the places I've worked with this degree, um, they hire people without a degree for $1 less, and those people get bumped up anyway, so, it, yeah. you know, it's it's not worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, my first boss at my, at, my, at my job didn't finish college, didn't have a degree. I do. So, I, I, who's who's the who's the idiot now? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> these kids were allowed outside. Yeah. They were allowed outside. Anyway, after all this, after this montage, Dio, Dio is hiding behind a tree as Arena walks away from Jonathan. They're hanging out in the town. Jonathan, they go their separate ways. Dio is hiding behind a tree, and he goes to the inner monologue and says, "I've been wondering why Jonathan's been so happy as of late." He, I mean, and he says something like, "I've been trying to ruin his life, but it has been going so well." <laughs> Which. You know, if a little, I know we said no more base to you, but a little bit slay. I, I respect that level of, of the, the level of petty hatred that he has for no reason hits a point where you just have to be like, you know what, baller, respect it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The things he does because of it, not so good though. Uh, not a slay. Don't do that. I'm half gay. I'm allowed yeah. to do that. Probably gonna cut that part that I just. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. It anyway, is not baller for you to do what you're about to do, Dio. Condemned. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, Dio sees Arena realize, and he he puts two and two together. Yada yada. He's trying to lose life. Arena, Arena's been there, and. He ambushes her with those two random country creeps from earlier. They're everywhere, as I've said. Yeah. And he approaches her, and, you know, and she he's just says, Oh, you're creepy. approaching me? <laughs> I am. <laughs> and what, what does he say to her? I, I, I don't have this written down. What does he say to her first? 
I something to the effect of, hmm, I think I see you've been around Jonathan a lot. Yeah. Uh, I bet you're going to kiss soon, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I bet you're, oh, oh, yeah, yes. Have you kissed him yet? And she kind of doesn't say anything and looks away. And he says, I thought so. And then and then grabs her and forces her to kiss him. We right don't condone that. That's very yes. bad. Yes, that is strike, strike three, I think. Yeah, that's point. strike three of many. Um, guys, don't don't sexually assault women. Don't sexually assault anyone, yeah. anyone at all. But yeah. I think particularly twelve-year-old girls probably don't do yeah. that to the. No, not mm-hmm. probably. Definite. I'm taking a definite stance here. <laughs> Sexual assault is bad. Yeah. That one's not an actual joke. That one's real. Don't do that. If you're doing that, yeah. or if you're one of those people that like sees it in media and you're like oh he did nothing wrong as a joke um i'm gonna cut this part out but you should hey folks noah said some unsavory things here and while we don't support the fact that he said them maybe we do support what he said you'll never know because i bleeped it thank you yeah hey folks tanner repeated the same unsavory things it was much funnier this time and i almost kept it in but decided not to yeah, I'll just I'm just gonna bleep it. I'm just gonna bleep what we both said. Um, but I you can extrapolate from that what you want to. Uh, yeah. I if you're supporting or saying that oh sexual assault is not that bad when it's wherever it's portrayed, uh, it's a pretty bad issue in the berserk community is that people are like there's a running joke with some dudes who are like oh. Griffith did nothing wrong. Griffith is a rapist, like a horrendous rapist. Um, those people should not be allowed to go anywhere, I would say. I don't think they do anyway. I don't think they should yeah. be allowed to enjoy not going anywhere, is what I mean. Yeah, I think exactly. I don't they think should, they, should they should feel bad about it. Yeah, I don't think they should enjoy being around at all. You know, it's... And... If you disagree with that, come at me. I yeah. will kick you in the head. Yeah. We need the interaction, so please come at me. Yeah, we, we need do need the interactions. <laughs> we need the clicks. Hey, click this video if you think that sexual assault is not that bad. So that we can get on Twitter and be like, wow, this guy sucks. He likes... How much of this are we going to cut? That was maybe not a good timing. <laughs> I'm going to have to re-listen to this and be like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, those those guys were like, I do the opposite of what we just told you not to do. And I'm like, oh, man, Dio just takes what he wants. He's so cool. Yeah. Which, oh, um, bizarre reaction. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> they don't even have that, like, you know, standard lackey moment where they're like, are we the baddies? Did we... Yeah. Are we the baddies? Um, they're like, yeah, get it! Just fucking awful. And then we pans away from them in arenas on the ground. Oh, you missed the In a meme. puddle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how could I forget? Actually, I, 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 yeah. Anyway, Dio says, you thought your first kiss would be Jonathan, but it was uh, oh, jo- Jojo, but it was I, Dio. And this has become a meme ever since. Yeah, it was like the first Jojo's meme. And honestly, I think... What comes after it should be the meme, but that's fine. But also, yeah. um, he in English he says it was me, Dio. In Japanese he says, Kono Dio da, which is a whole. It's they're two separate memes of the same thing, which is yeah. you know. 
but they're Weird. very like nine gag 2014 memes in that it's like yeah. block text over the picture of him pointing to himself it's <laughs> we're not big fans of this meme <laughs> yeah it is it, you can tell it's definitely the first meme yeah the judges community had the online judges community had and they they were just they just went with it yeah and it's i i think meme culture as a whole has progressed but jojo's meme culture has progressed a lot once we reach diamond is unbreakable we hit the good memes yeah which is so long from now guys you guys are in for such a treat having to watch this whole show with us you're actually required now by law you signed it when you signed a in your terms of service on whatever you're watching this on it's actually you have to watch the whole show with us surprise yeah if you actually click click on this so sorry for you (laughs) yeah you're roped in though anyway (laughs) after dio says that (laughs) it's pans to arena who is not who is just sitting there on the ground uh washing her mouth out with puddle water fucking baller (laughs) yeah way more memeable scene awesome Girl boss moments. <laughs> it's girl boss infinite moment. I have my little notes about this, and I think it's just something stupid, but I have to find it now. Uh, Petty Queen Arena starts drinking puddle. That's all my notes say. <laughs> <laughs> and Dio obviously takes offense to this. And how dare how dare you how dare you wash your mouth out with water and calls her a cur or something, which is. It means beast, and then he does the next one, another horrible thing, and hits her in the face. Yeah, don't hit women, dude. We also don't condone that. We think it's very bad. Yeah, obviously he's very irredeemable at this point. Yeah, that's you know, as soon as you hit a woman, it's it's over, dude. Um, yeah. Which is good. Cancel culture comes for women beaters. What? Yeah, but Dio does get his comeuppance. Because the next scene, oh yeah, they kind of just walk away. They, J- Dio and his weird friends run off. The next scene, Jonathan sees Arena in the town and says, Arena, hello. And then Arena runs off crying. And Jonathan's like, what did I do? And for some reason, those guys are still are also there in the town. They're like, oh, he, he doesn't know why she's running away crying. And, and he says, I bet you'd like to know, know why, Jojo. Jody doesn't even pay him any mind straight home. Yeah, he goes, it must have been Dio, I know. <laughs> yeah. Also, on the note of those boys being everywhere, it's like the late 1800s. These kids should have jobs, right? Where, yeah. Where is the factory that they're dying in? I mean, yeah, really. I know that they're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I just think some yeah, kids really. maybe deserve to be in a factory, you know? Yeah. You need to have a spirits crushed, I think. I have a little tangent about children going to the factory, if you'll indulge me. Um, yeah, of this is me being like, uh, I, I'm i going to sit up so I don't sound like a frog. Um, this is me being like, so up my own ass sometimes when I'm in public that I'm not perceiving people in a normal, healthy way, which I'm going to blame the autism for. Um, it reminds me of the... Uh... The, the green text with this white woman spotted. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just go around going, white woman spotted. Um, I don't do that. I 
Although once time when I was working at the lab, multiple times actually, um, most of the women I needed I worked with were white women. So when I needed to find a certain white women woman, sometimes I'd be saying out loud, "Where are the white women at?" And uh, <laughs> I'm by myself all day, so it's not a huge issue. But some sometimes people hurt me. <laughs> Um, that's another little tangent. Anyway, back to my tangent that I was already doing. <laughs> Taekwondo. Readers, listeners, I'm in Taekwondo. Um, I am should have been a black belt by now, but I do this thing where I stop going for three years at a time. Um, so, today, we're lining up. When you're lining up, black belt's at front, uh, and then it moves back from there. I'm right under a black belt, so I'm behind the black belts, and... I'm lining up. I know exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's four to a line. I'm like, I'm in this spot. This fucking 13-year-old kid in front of me, who's black belt, points to a spot that he thinks I'm supposed to be at. He points to me and then points to the spot. And I, I like, went into a blind rage in my head, which is stupid. He's a child. I shouldn't. But I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I in my head lost it and for the next like five minutes i'm so up my own ass up my own head that i'm like man i hope he does something more so i can i can be more angry at him i'm I'm like making up these scenarios where this kid is like do it faster when we're doing a drill or something so i can i can get that that everyone clapped moment of going what i didn't hear you until he says it loud enough that a teacher yells at him which is i no, that sounds stupid and petty, and like I am literally a fourteen-year-old child, and that's exactly where my head was at. Was just I went straight, I dove straight you to fourteen-year-old. Um, I re- I reverted, I blacked out and became a fourteen-year-old. Um, and then he fucking hits me with the one-two because we're we're doing we're doing our drills, we're waiting in line because like one person goes across at a time. He turns around holds up his fist to fist bump me and just smiles at me, just being nice. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Stop being nice. Be a little dick like I want you to be. <laughs> Which is, it's this is a, a not a story about children being awful. It's a story about me being deranged. Because <laughs> he was being so normal. And I was just, absol- I was, there. I don't know if you've seen the Always Sunny episode where Mac and Charlie... Um, get mad at some kids for stealing their bikes and they go and yeah, that, beat the that, shit that out of them. <laughs> I, that was me being Mac and Charlie. Um, but, like, the kid wasn't even, like, a shitty kid. He was just being a kid. It's like the, it's like the last scene. Of, you ever seen Step Brothers, right? Yeah. yeah. At, at the end of Step Brothers, they get to show this kids. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's me. And I. it's not a part of me I like. I definitely was the rest of the class like, what is wrong with me? Um... <laughs> And I deserve to be like that. I, what is wrong with me? All that to say, he's a nice kid. These boys in the 1800s were not, and they should have died in a factory. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Dio runs home. Anyway, yeah, Jonathan runs home. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan runs home, and Dio is there. And he immediately accuses Dio, what did you do? And they get in a bit of a scuffle, and, you know, Dio thinks he can just win easily again, like he did during the fight. And so they're fighting. Jonathan's not really getting too many hits in. They're kind of just trading blows, and then Dio hits him with the same punch he did before, and he expects Jojo to go flying like he did, but he doesn't. Jojo just turns his face to look at him. And he walks. And then, yeah. 
He walks forward. He elbows him, doesn't he? Yeah, he walks forward. He elbows yeah. him in the nose. Yeah, he can bleed everywhere. And he starts and then, winning. Yeah, he starts just wailing on him. And it's very cathartic after uh, dealing with Dio's bullshit all episode. It is. It's very... I <laughs> When watching this back, I had forgotten how much you, like, you really get to not like him. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, yeah, get him, buddy! Um, yeah. And again, from my notes, we talked about this last time we tried to record this. Uh, it's a very... This came out before Berserk, so maybe Guts is based on him, just saying. But um, it's a very Berserk very guts berserk thing to have that because uh, he's the poster boy for human perseverance but um just to have that walking forward through pain is very uh, it's something that i like in a character which is why jonathan yeah. is one of my favorite jojos i love him to death i think he's such a sweet boy and um he is very he good about... huh like he does this the most out of the other yeah jojo's protagonist yeah, he's the he's the best one morally. The rest of them are not nice people. <laughs> um, the only one who's not like really awful is is maybe Jolin and Josuke, just because they are like Jotaro's technically a teenager, but he's written as not. Um, but those two are full on teenagers because at that point, um, Araki was like, "Oh, this is how you write a child, not uh, a weird adult in a child's yeah. adult body." <laughs> but jonathan is the best of them he's very sweet he doesn't you know cheat on his spouse or call his mom a bitch all the time or uh decide he wants to lead a gang uh yeah you know he's a good boy i like him i like when he when he beats dio up it makes me happy it'll make you too you happy too dear listener when you go and watch this show right now Yeah, this isn't his first plus ultra moment. <laughs> yeah, it's a plus ultra moment. Don't watch My Hero Academia for the <laughs> love of God. Yeah, there was, was a recent thing on Twitter because um, someone posted the panel where spoilers for My Hero Academia. I'm spoiling it so you won't watch it. Um, yeah, Toga and Ochako are in love with each other. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like the final fight with Toga. And she's hmm. like, she and Ochako are flying in the air, and she—it's very sweet. It's definitely just Yuri bait, but um, she's <laughs> like, I wish that I had been pretty so that I wouldn't feel like I had to steal people's blood or something like that. And Ochako, and she asks Ochako if she thinks she's pretty, and she says, "You're the prettiest girl in the world." And they both fall, and uh, um, then Toga dies. It's like a immediate barrier gaze, like the next page. <laughs> Um, but it's a huge, it's a huge, that panel got posted, it was a huge Yuri bait, and a bunch of people started watching My Hero Academia, because they're like, oh, we're gonna get to gay stuff, that's cool, you're not, you're gonna get to a weird man writing his own fetish shit into children, and it's not, it's not fun, it's fun for like, ten minutes, and then you get to the parts where you're like, oh, an adult should not be thinking this. Yeah, there's, there's fun little, little parts, but it's all the fights. (laughs) <laughs> there's parts in that show that are legitimately emotional i think the most emotional part for me is in the first episode um where when oh god we shouldn't talk about this show youtube can be your hair no it's when oh when he runs when midoriya i'm not gonna call him deku because i that that word is poisonous yeah. um yeah it is. he you know a, 
Bakugo's captured and he's he's being used as a weapon and nobody is going to help him and Midoriya runs up and just starts trying to scratch him out and uh he's like what are you what why are you doing this and Midoriya looks up and he's crying and he says you look like you needed help and he is a little loser and he's he's such a he's another one of those you know good boys i don't i like good boys in fiction i think they're fun um he becomes a bad sad bad boy uh which is yeah, not as fun was, later um yeah it's yeah, I, I just finished that that part of the season wasn't very fun i haven't watched that and i don't intend to <laughs> yeah it, I, I wasn't believing it the entire time i was like what is, is this just going to go back to normal <laughs> um anyway this is not an endorsement for my hero academia it is in fact a takedown um yeah please don't watch that show please don't watch that show please watch <laughs> berserk 1997 unless you are triggered by sexual assault then don't do that um yeah not in a bad way just like it's not worth it for you to watch it um or go watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, in which Jonathan Joestar has just been punched by Dio and walked straight into the punch and then elbowed him in the face. My wife is peeking at me through the door. <laughs> <laughs> One second. It has... oh, no, oh, she's just running by and she's like, oh, I'm going to interrupt. You're not interrupting, honey. Um... <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, where he has yeah. he has just walked into this punch and then elbowed Dio in the face and then started wailing on him. And during this yeah. fight, blood from Dio's face gets on the stone mask from the beginning, you remember that? That's hung up in the living room for some reason. And it explodes with spikes. <laughs> and and Jonathan kind of looks at it. And that's when George, Joe Stark, appears over the railing and says, and tells him to stop. Jonathan obviously tries to, set, tries to tell his dad that what Dio did, how Dio's aggressor but john won't have anything of it blames both of them yeah george is a pissant like that um another part we've kind of glossed over is that it shows like them living in the house and he he really rails on john on jojo for a bunch of stuff and it's like oh dio's so you should act like dio he's such a good boy because dio's pretending to be a good boy yeah yeah it it shows all eating dinner and john's his face He's like, why don't you have real tailman? Tailman, it's like Dio. <laughs> Just, he's been doing that his whole life. <laughs> um, <laughs> whose fault is that, George? Exactly. So yeah, he beats him. It's very good. I like it. Yeah. Big tangent yeah. for the whole catharsis thing. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, the last scene, Dio gets his revenge and throws Danny the dog in the garden. They have an incinerator in their garden that he throws him in. Um, I don't understand why they have an incinerator in the garden. <laughs> but he's like, who's running the incinerator? And you're like, why do you have that? <laughs> Danny pops out and it's very sad. Yeah. And then that is dead dog know, number one. Ding, ding, ding. And, then, <laughs> and then George tells Jonathan, oh, he's incinerating the worst guy. And yeah, then, they say an intruder did it instead of yeah, yeah, and then at the end of that, they were like on a spiel, and then ends with, and then in twelve years past, past, you know, Lincoln, yeah, because they twelve ended up years pass. Well, is it twelve years? It's seven years, right? Seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven years pass in the blink of an eye, and we get to episode two. Oh, and it's my turn to tell, and I have to remember because <laughs> I didn't write it down. <laughs> 
Um, episode two, we open. It's football time. It's American football. It looks kind of like rugby, but the way that the ball is shaped and the way they're playing kind of ends up looking like football. Yeah. Even says interception. Yeah, they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's it's seven years later. These boys are adults. Um, and we large get, adults. Yeah, they're young adults. They're they're big. They're big young adults. Um, and I should note that they are big, and that God gave me two holes for a reason. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, and we continue on. They are playing football. It's American football. We're not going to call it rugby because they never say rugby. Um, so it's the big game. Jonathan, big as shit. He's running. He's got the ball. He's getting tackled. He's got one guy on him, two guys on him. He's fine. He's walking. Three guys on him. He starts to go down. He underhand perfect spirals this thing across the field, which is insane. I cannot it's like it's it even in the constraint of it's an anime suspension of disbelief yeah. i'm like that's bullshit that's such bullshit yeah, yeah patrick patrick mahomes can never <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> patrick mahomes could never Ooh, we're getting a really big spread of things we're gonna reference here Ooh. <laughs> uh, we got sports we got anime oh my gosh um <laughs> He does this ridiculous underhanded perfect spiral across the field to Dio, and it gets to Dio, also very very big, very hot, and there he's running and he's dodging dudes. He's so fast. The announcer's like, he's fast as shit. Um, so our boy, uh, not our boy, Dio's not my boy. I don't quote me on that. He's running. He gets the touchdown, and they're like, yeah, it's the final game. And for some reason, that that's good. It, they don't say what final game. I don't know if they're about to graduate. Yeah. I don't get. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just kind of playing football. Um, Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, it, it's the Super Bowl. It is the first American Super Bowl, actually. This part takes place in America. Yeah. Just kidding. The first place part to take place in America is steel ball run and i can't wait to get to that either um <clears throat> sorry my throat is a little scratchy i'm gonna sip a seltzer and it won't help <laughs> wait 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 steel ball run is steel runs entirely right it is cross-continental america yeah. but, wait, old... i think part six is all in florida it's too right it's all in florida. oh yeah i forgot <laughs> happened. okay anyway um american football we're playing American football. They won. They are cheering. Um, all the guys are lifting them up. There's like a there's like a newscaster there. I don't understand it. Someone's interviewing them. Yeah. They don't have cameras. Um, the guy interviewing them is like, oh, Jonathan, what do you th- what do you think about you and Dio's teamwork? And it goes into Jonathan's head, and he's like, Dio, hmm, I still don't trust him. I don't think. And uh, rightfully so, because when they ask Dio, he's in his head. He's like, Jonathan, that fucking guy. I'm going to kill him. I hate him so fucking much. Uh, Just being a little little piece of shit, Gremlin. So next, they're at home telling bedridden George Joestar about uh, what's been going on. Uh, This episode's called A Letter to the Past, by the way. Totally forgot to tell you that. Um, So they tell him about the game and he's like, oh, my friend already told me. And they're like, ah, that fucking guy. We hate him. We were going to tell you, huh? And they're all laughing. Again, it goes into each of their heads, and they're like, oh, I fucking hate these guys. Um, 
George is bedridden. Jonathan's worried because he's only had a he had a cold and it's turned into three months at bed. Um, so next we cut to the two of them doing separate things. Um, Dio is getting some medicine for his fake father, and Jonathan is reading in the library, just doing because he's studying to become an archaeologist. Dio's studying for law. Jonathan's studying for archaeology. So he's reading about archaeology or whatever. He knocks over a book. It knocks over a box. In that box is Dio's biological father, Marlon, Marlon Dario. Dario Brando, not Marlon Brando, the esteemed actor. (laughs) And so he finds the letter that he he wrote for George Joestar before he died. And he goes, this is bullshit. I'm so mad. And he leaves goes to Dio walking up the stairs with the medicine. He switches it out with a little, little something, something. It's, it's not medicine. It's something different. Um, my dog is walking by and his ears are inside out. Kronk, why are your ears inside out? He's following my wife. Oh, she fixed it. Um, sorry. <laughs> We're keeping that in. Steven, keep that in. Uh, so he's walking up the stairs. He switches the medicine out for something else. Uh, and... Jonathan, he's there at the top of the stairs, and he's like, hey, how long have you been giving him his medicine? He's like, this whole fucking time, bitch. And he goes, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And he goes, I have to. And so Jonathan grabs his wrist, and Dio's like, I'll fucking hit you. And he's like, no, you won't. I am bigger than you now. And Jonathan throws him through the railing and down to the first floor. Just a full fucking ways. Uh, like, shit. He, like, grabs his, like, neck and, like, yeah. He full choke slams this man. And it's baller. It's like he doesn't even go through the due diligence of being like, oh, we're fighting. He's like, no, I will hit you before you even get the chance. It's not even worth fighting you. I'm so much better than you. Which he is. Um, So he tosses him to the floor. Dio's like, what the fuck? And then Jonathan is like, I have to take this medicine to get looked at. So... He tells these three doctors, he's like, hey, you guys are the only ones allowed to give him medicine. Don't let Dio give him medicine. Dad, do you understand that? And his dad's like, fucking, I guess. I don't, I'm bedridden. <laughs> Who cares? Um, I like Dio, <laughs> so, so cut to Dio. Oh, sorry. I missed a part while he was in the library. Jonathan's in the library looking at the stone mask. I, this is important for later. He's looking at the stone mask and he I have to go get some water real quick. I'm going to die. There, I'll get it. I'll be there, like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some water, too. Okay, I'll be like two minutes. Um, some, so, okay. I assume I edited out the big long pause where we weren't here. Sorry, folks. I had to drink water because my throat hurt. I feel better talking. now. Talking makes us want Yeah, talking makes me not want to talk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, where was I? Um, uh, Jonathan just threw Dio. <laughs> yeah, he just threw him prior to this while he was in the library. He's holding the stone mask, and it's important that you know that he knows about the stone mask. It is locked in his desk, and he has a notebook that he has been illustrating things about the stone mask in. This is important for later. <laughs> so He also like cuts his hand and makes like blood appear yes, on this. He knows that it makes spikes. Yeah, it makes spikes come out of it. It's very, very cool. Yeah. So, cut to Jonathan going to London to find out what's in the medicine that he's been giving, or that Dio's been giving to his dad. 
he goes to this place called Ogre Street. Not a good place. He's got to find, he says it's Chinese medicine. He has to find a Chinese guy. I don't know what that's all about. Um, we're going to gloss right by that. This was written by a Japanese man, so it's probably not as bad as if it was written by a white guy. Um, so he goes to the district, immediately gets jumped. And before he this happens, it's cut to Dio talking to the butler, and he's like, where's Jojo? And he's like, he fucking went to London to see if... Uh, he went to Ogre Street in London. He just spills the beans to him. And Dio's like, hmm, if he's going there, I won't even have to worry about killing him. Uh, he'll just die on that street. Jojo gets jumped immediately. And <laughs> he is jumped by two guys and a third guy named R.E.O. Speedwagon, who is so important to the rest of the story that I never think about how important he is to the rest of the series as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> In that his foundation is his the business he starts follows the entire up to 2011. When does Stone Ocean take place? 2011. Yeah, 2011. 2011, I think. Oh, 2011. Yeah, it came out around the 90s, end of the 90s, early 2000s, and there's a joke where she spoils, um. She spoils The Sixth Sense because it's it just came out when he wrote it, but she's technically in 2011, so she's like, oh, I've seen this. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so up to that point, it, to 2011, from now in 1890, Speedwagon is probably the most important character in the show, aside from, like, Dio. Um, so... Oreo Speedwagon shows up. He's a thug. His friends go up to, to stab Jonathan. Jonathan kicks the shit out of them. And <laughs> they both are unconscious. And he's like... Does well, he take a knife, too? Yeah, he takes a knife. He gets stabbed. Which is like he shrugs it off because he's got four feet of muscle between him and the other guy. Um, <laughs> so he gets stabbed. And Oreo Speedwagon goes, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to hit you with my fucking Kun Lao hat. He takes off his hat and it turns into razor blades on the, the brim becomes razors. And I love it to death because I totally forgot about it. And it blindsided me when I watched this again. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, and he just throws this razor hat at his buddies or at, at, uh, at his soon to be buddy, Jonathan Joestar and Jojo has his arms crossed to block it and it's shredding his arms and he's like ah and uh that's when speedwagon's like i'm gonna go stab him now because that's definitely gonna sever his arms so he goes to stab him and jonathan fucking kicks the knife out of his hand and kicks him in the head and he's like how did you not get your arms cut off and then he punches him and uh he's now speedwagon's laid out so now like 800 other folks show up in a comedic there's 10 of them coming out of every orifice of of this alleyway uh they're all coming at him and speedwagon goes nobody lay a hand on this gentleman he is such a gentleman that he didn't kill me and my friends when he had the chance so if you lay a hand on him i shall destroy you myself and he's like he can't move his legs um, he's on the floor like ah, i'll get you guys if you get him he's not he it's an empty threat but it works yeah. and he and jonathan are now best friends for life so he survives the little ordeal and they go find the chinese medicine man who give who goes yeah that's poison i sold it to a guy isn't that funny uh, and then we cut to Dio, who is in the streets of London, probably being Jack the Ripper, 
It's unclear, because I think Jack the Ripper also happens is a guy in this. Or, like, Dio's like, hmm, that Jack the Ripper's still around, or something like that. Um, but he is, you know, just stalking along London streets, as you do when you're edgy. And it's the middle of the night, and these two guys show up, and they're like, give us your money. And he goes, this is the perfect place to test this, because my plan to kill that Jonathan is I'm going to take this mask, this stone mask, I skipped another scene. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> going back, Dio's like, I have to kill Jonathan. He's going to figure out the medicine thing. My plan is I'm going to trick him with this stone mask. He won't know what hit him. He won't know that it has spikes coming out of it. This is where it came in important earlier that Jonathan knows about this mask. He breaks the mask out of Jonathan's desk, owned by Jonathan, takes the um, notebook that has Jonathan writing about the spikes that come out of the mask and goes, Jonathan won't even see the spikes out of this mask coming. He, it's going to, I'm going to get him. He won't even know that this is coming. He's, he's totally unaware. I'm a genius. He is so goddamn stupid uh, that he's just like, he, he won't even know. I know these are his notes, but he won't even know. So that's why Dio is now in London. He's looking to test this mask. These guys come to rob him. He hits one of them with the mask, puts it on him, slices the other guy's throat, gets the blood on the mask. The other guy gets impaled with the mask's uh, little Im impale things. And Dio's like, fucking sick. It worked. He's dead. So he starts walking away, and the guy stands up behind him. And he goes, whoa! And then the guy takes the mask off, and he's a vampire. Surprise. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> surprise to those of you that were listening to this that haven't actually seen this yet this is a vampire story it's about vampires and like it's super about vampires until part three <laughs> yeah. and even then it's still kind of about vampires so yeah. <laughs> he's a vampire he comes to get dio dio's like oh my gosh i gotta fight and he gets hit so hard it breaks his entire shoulder and he flies 60 feet backward into a pillar and you're like fucking yeah good get him um yeah he deserves it yeah vampire walks up and i love the way the vampires suck blood in this show in that he puts his hand on dio's throat and his fingers sink into under his skin and he just starts sucking blood out that way which is uh, it's like a nice little ooh, it's 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 very visually <laughs> pleasing as opposed to him biting people which i think dio yeah. also does but yeah but i like yeah, the hand sucking that. It's hot. <laughs> um, so he's sucking the life out of him. Dio's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. This fucking sucks. And then the sun comes up and Mr. Vampire disappears in a cloud of dust. And Dio's like, hey, much to think about. So Dio takes off and we cut as we get to the end of the episode. Um, Dio comes home. He's like, ah, I got to find that Jonathan. Or hopefully he died and I don't have to worry about this. And Jonathan lights a candle. The whole house is dark. He lights a candle. He goes, hello, Dio. And Dio's like, shit, what are you doing here? Um, burp. And it just, uh, Jonathan's been sitting in the dark. And I want you to, I think he's been sitting there for six hours waiting for Dio to get home. How long do you think he's been there? Probably at least six, at least six hours. I mean, he didn't know when Dio would get home. Yeah. So he was just like, mm, I'll just sit here in the dark. Um. So Jonathan turns on the light, and he's like, hello, Dio. And Dio's like, fuck, god, fuck. And he starts shitting himself. And it says to be continued. That's the end of episode two. 
and dun, 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 we aren't talking about any more episodes this week but we will talk about this one um in that i would like to go over dio's plan because i think it's very dumb yeah um so step <laughs> zero one brain zero brain cells because i and i thought for a second i was like this is well for a minute i was like you know this is a bad plan and I think it's poorly written. And I don't think it's poorly written. I think it's well characterized because Dio is so up his own up his own head, so full of himself that he's like, nobody thinks on my level. Everyone's so stupid. I can just do stupid shit and it, all, it always works. It's always going to work. Um, the plan. The end goal is for Dio to not have anyone to compete with and to take the Joestar fortune. That's his... He wants the fortune. That's his whole thing. So... Um, you would think there's two people in the way there. There is Jonathan Joestar, who is his age and his can actually beat him up. He's known this since he was 12. And George Joestar, who loves him and thinks he's great and, uh, you know, is just an old man. So, who would you take out in that situation? Because <laughs> personally, personally, I would take out the one that's, you know, an actual threat to me. But no, Dio's like, I'll poison, poison the dad. And I, part of it's because he also wants to ruin Jonathan's life. But that, when there's money on the line, you shouldn't be worrying about that anymore. Because also, yes. you've realized now that if you keep trying to ruin his life, you he switched tactics immediately after Jonathan beat him up when they were 12. He immediately yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I have to pretend to be his friend for the next seven years because I'm so scared of him. Because um, he's a little <laughs> wuss. So... In this plan, he's like, oh, I want to make Jonathan's life miserable. I want him to experience the death of his father. But also... That means you're going to experience your death, buddy. It's so, you, uh, I, when he was 12, it was, you know, it's passable. But at some point, Dio saw this boy growing up on his weird British equivalent of the Midwest corn-fed boy diet, where he got <laughs> big as shit on, I don't know, beans and toast. And he, uh, he watched him turn into this horrible behemoth, and he was like, this isn't going to be a problem. I'm just going to kill his dad and then he'll, you know, I'll figure out how I get the money later. Because once again, for now, he's not going to get the money if George dies. Jonathan will, Jojo gets the money and then they figure out where to go from there. And Jojo yeah, doesn't trust and him and he knows that. <laughs> yeah, he probably just like, man, fuck you, Dio. You're not going to, anyway. Yeah, thank God my dad's dead. I don't have to deal with you anymore. Um, but it's such a funny thing that he was like yeah one of these guys could kill me i should definitely get the one that can't um and he gets his uh he kill he tries to kill george and i think it's a very stupid plan yeah. and that then it leads into the other stupid plan of oh now i gotta kill jojo let me do this convoluted thing instead of shooting him yeah they had good he gets shot with guns in the next episode <laughs> all that to say i think dio's a dummy um, and it makes sense that later the priest Enrico Pucci becomes so obsessed with him because that's exactly who a priest would fall for is some doofus that's like, yeah, I'm actually really smart. You, and he says like vaguely philosophical things and he's, wow, this guy's, this guy's the smartest man ever. Um, very Pucci thing to do when you meet Pucci. Sorry, shouldn't be talking about later parts. This part. What do you think so far, Tanner? Um, it, you know, it starts off slow, but I mean, that's to be expected. But you can already see some of the uh, some of the uh, things he's setting up and some of the themes. Like the 
dead dogs. Yeah, themes of dead dogs, <laughs> and you know, I there is a theme that I I will want to talk about after Phantom Blood that involves Phantom Blood. It's this theme of legacy that really crops up through the rest of the show. Um, there's not a legacy to talk about yet. Um, right now it's really more themes of you know adopted brother adopted family and who your true family is and a bunch of stuff about you know sometimes people are just awful and it's not anything you can do about it and you just gotta persevere through it and do your own thing um i'm sure there's other ones that i'm missing yeah i think perseverance is a good is a good one especially with you know how jonathan perseveres through the punch and perseveres through speedwagon's physics defying hat yeah that hat doesn't, by the way, listeners, if you haven't seen it, the hat fucking does six, six loop-de-loops. It's very top-heavy and somehow still stays upright while it's flying. It's very stupid. Um, <laughs> it also starts a trope that I am excited for that is not ever talked about, but it's for the rest of the show, in that sometimes there's healers, but sometimes people just get grievously injured and they're bleeding through a like six-inch deep cut on their arm that's like touching bone and they're like oh at least we won the fight in the next episode they're fine <laughs> yeah i'm a chug like my shoulder like, holy Palmer, shit how's he gonna be okay <laughs> yeah paul Nareff loses most of his body parts in real life <laughs> yeah and, and jolene loses like half her shoulder yeah i mean jolene really gets <laughs> torn up in part she at least is one that they have a healer that's consistent and then afterward that injury happens and she's still screwed um yeah. But um, in these early parts, through part three, essentially, uh, it's if you get hit with something crazy bad and it doesn't automatically kill you, you're fine the next day, and it's really funny. That includes being shot in the head. In the head, almost having your arms sopping yeah. sad. <laughs> it's a big theme of perseverance. But yeah, um, we're excited to talk about this show. Um, this episode, like Phantom Blood, probably a little slow, a little awkward at first, and I think we're going to get into our groove, and it's going to be a lot better. Boom, wrap the theme up. Ooh, I'm a genius. Yeah, got it. Yeah, we're going to get a lot better at this. We're going to yeah. start watching more of it and doing more regular podcasts. Yeah, we're going to... I'm very excited for this. I think it's going to be good. And I think if you didn't like this episode, you better watch the next one, and you'll probably like that one, because it won't be this one. That's how that works. There's more cool action yeah but there is more cool action and we're actually you're gonna see us do the action uh audio wise it'll be like uh like wolverine the long night that kind of thing but we're gonna turn into that kind of podcast it's we're acting out all of jojo's surprise so we're we're, we're gonna do like the, the horrible british accents too. oh yeah we're gonna do awful british <laughs> accents uh love is gonna be great okay i'm never doing that again actually scratch the whole idea um <laughs> So to close out, I want to tell a funny story. So Tanner, you have to tell a funny story first, because I think at the end of these, we're always going to do something non-JoJo that's just kind of a palate cleanser. So Tanner, tell me a funny story from this last week. Um, this last week. Or whatever, um, recently that you can think of. You go first, I'll think. Okay, so um, there's some backstory, and it's going to lead into it. So I've been getting into fishing lately. I really love fishing. I think it's fun. Today I was fishing. I was just catching, you know, bluegill and some perch. Just like small stuff for fun. Because I was just like, oh, it's a fun thing to do right before Taekwondo. So I go to Taekwondo. My hands smell like fish. 
there's this old man there named Steve. He's probably late 50s. We're besties. I love him to death. He's a great guy. Um, it's a sparring week, so I'm, we're putting gear on and a Taekwondo sparring chest piece. You have to tie from the back, so someone has to lace you up and tie for you. So I'm, I'm tying Steve's thing, and I'm like, oh, hey, this is going to smell like bluegill because I've been fishing. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. It can't be any worse than what it already smells like, which is true. They all smell horrible. So that's haha. So later, he and I are sparring, and I kick, and the way he blocks, his thumb goes right up my ass. And I'm like... We pull away, and we're still sparring, but I we pull away, and I go, you just put your thumb right up my butt. And <laughs> this old man pretends to lick his thumb and goes, oh, tastes like bluegill because of the bluegill joke earlier. And I lost my shit. And it's just a, that is the most just nasty old man joke that's not that harmful to anyone, which is rare for old man's gross jokes to be not like you know gross and offensive to a person that was just funny as fuck and also like i had trouble sparring after that because i couldn't breathe because i was laughing so hard <laughs> um that's my funny story for today and i needed to share it i've already shared it with everyone who i could get a hold of their ear today <laughs> you're also on that list yeah um it's not really funny um, it's about how, oh, I, actually, wait, I got two stories. So I've yeah. been, I have been just, my health-wise recently has just been ridiculous. Um, I've been having these hives, I don't know when they come from, they should appear in my body for some reason. Um, besides that, um, we were coming back yeah, um, from this state park recently in Missouri, here in Missouri, and... We're driving along a two-lane road through some hills, and, and I see I'm, I'm a passenger seat. I see a turtle inside the road, and it always is middle. And I, I, I tell I tell Morgan to stop. Morgan's my girlfriend. I don't know if I'm oh yeah, Morgan's his girlfriend. Surprise! <laughs> he has a girlfriend. She's very sweet. We love her. And I tell her to stop, and so so she, she we pull you and we stop in the ditch. And Morgan gets out because she's on, on the inside and she she moves it and we're all good and so as we as we pull, as we try to pull away the car is stuck oh no okay. yeah and, and it, we're like why is it stuck because it, it, we're only on a slight slam there's nothing in our way there's no mud it hasn't rained in days and we're in a jeep we're like okay why is this going and we're like, we're like man so we we went so we're like oh the deal the deal is and so we're like, what are we going to do? And so, so it's like, yeah, I got pushed. So, yeah, I'm, pushed. I'm in my barefoot passenger seat. And we, do you take your shoes off while you're in a car? Well, no, I, I was wearing flip flops. Oh, okay. I was like, Tanner, was, in yeah. the six years I've known you, never have you taken your shoes off while in my car. And thank yeah. God for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're welcome for that. <laughs> and, and so I get out and to push the car. And I'm pushing it, and as I'm pushing it, I realize I'm standing inside the brain. All boys now. That sucks, Dick. I yeah. It's making me itch thinking of it. I hate poison ivy. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, it, it's the worst. Um, and then so I'm I'm I'm, I'm pushing the car, and, and we're moving it. It's 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 going, it's going. 
and then and then all, all of a sudden I I just feel I feel this jolt and we're and then the car springs forward. I'm like, oh, we got it. <laughs> I get in the car and we're just like, the parking brake is off. <laughs> you know, it, I would be lying if it hadn't happened to me before too. Where I'm yeah. like, wow, this car's making a really weird noise all the way to work, uh, 45 <laughs> minutes away, and then I get there and I'm like, oh, that light that says brake probably means the parking brake is on. <laughs> Yeah, you were going to yeah, I went. I went a long ways, which means the parking <laughs> brake was bad anyway, because I shouldn't have been able yeah. to take off with it. <laughs> yeah, we probably just toasted. We probably just toasted doing that. Yeah, and then, uh, and then a week later, I, I have really bad poison ivy. It's, oh, uh, it's yeah. all. Over, it's all over my legs. Ugh, I'm so sorry. I yeah, have actually, a little patch starting up right now. Oh, because I've been weed yeah, eating lately. Oh. Yeah, that was the first, this is the first time I've gone, and it was bad. And sorry. so I, 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 yeah, okay. I, I actually, I still had it a little bit when we did our last, when we did our first recording, our first attempt, first try recording, yeah. And I, I, I just didn't think about it. Hmm. But it, it's basically gone now. I'm starting to, yeah, good discoloration and stuff from, but it's, it's you passed it on to me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> When I, hey listeners, you get to hear more about my life. When I, when my brother had a stroke and was, um, he had a stroke and he, you know this, but listeners don't. My brother had a stroke a long time ago, eight years or no or so now, um, and he was at the hospital in St. Louis. We live in Oklahoma. Um, the day before, apparently, I rolled around in poison oak of some kind. Um, cause my dad woke me up. He was like, we have to go now cause we were going over there cause he was, he had just had surgery and he was essentially comatose. And I woke up with, I couldn't open my eyes. It was so swollen with the poison ivy and my throat was also swollen on the outside. But when I talked, I could feel it vibrating the liquid inside the sack mm. on my throat. It was so vile. Um, oh. And we went to the doctor when we got there. Uh, well, we were in the hospital looking at my brother set up with some tubes, which, speaking of which, this is going to probably get cut. But um, I, the other day, my dad's like, oh, yeah, when they tried to pull the plug on Adam and they were like, yeah, he's not going to breathe anymore. And we were like, what? And then they pulled the plug. Yeah. He started breathing. <laughs> I was like, what? what? Really? <laughs> they, oh, yeah, they, nobody talk to me about that they just were like yeah we agreed to it we didn't realize they were like oh he's going to die when that happens uh <laughs> until basically it was happening so that's funny um but we got there and i'm i'm horrendous and the doctor comes in to talk to us and he goes whoa what's going on with you it's <laughs> like i don't know and he's like it's probably poison ivy and he prescribed me prednisone and i was on prednisone that got rid of it but it was such a horrendous week of just constant pain that I yeah. had I anytime I see it on myself I wrap it immediately I'm like I'm that can't go anywhere that needs to stay where it is because I'm so afraid of it <laughs> on that note folks um on the itchy poison ivy note uh your skin is itching right now scratch it scratch it scratch it scratch it it will not go away until you scratch it more it will not go away until you scratch it off 
This has been uh, the first episode of Tano's uh, Ridiculous Experience. We are so happy you listened in. Um, we can't believe that you held on this long. Watch out for episode two. Once Steven's done editing this, we'll get him to work on that. Uh, we love you guys. Do we have an outro? What's our outro? Um, I don't know.